Chapter thirty six of The Principles of Economics with Applications to Practical Problems. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Principles of Economics with Applications to Practical Problems by Frank Albert Fetter. Part two the value of human services division b enterprise and profits chapter 36 gambling speculation and promoters profits section 1 gambling versus insurance unavoidable chances 1 many forms of chances are inseparable from the individual enterprise there are what may be called natural chances chances arising from the uncertainties of the seasons from rainfall heat hail storm flood lightning landslides such chances must be taken both by the small enterprises and by the large in an earlier condition of society natural chance almost dominated industry and it still remains and must always remain an important factor to deal with there are political chances as war and riot as legislation on money tariffs credit and business relations these are caused it is true by the action of men but it is a collective action out of the control to a greater or lesser degree of the individual absolutely out of the control of most individuals men of greater political influence can to some extent control these chances possibly in their own favor there are chances of carelessness causing fire explosions wrecks or misplaced switches and involving penalties and losses that must be met there is the chance of physical or mental collapse as the sudden insanity or the sudden death unforeseen and unpreventable of one performing responsible duties sickness often wrecks the plans and the fortune of a whole family there are economic changes such as those in the methods of production in machinery in the methods of transportation such as the growth of fashions or the growth of population changing demand in some direction and for some materials average of chances in each industry some of these chances are more connected with money lending others with manufacturing some with agriculture others with commerce but all are present in some degree in every industry in their broadest view they are not chances for on the basis of experience it can be foretold that they will occur to someone but no individual can tell when and how they will occur to him a general average of chances in different lines of business causes some to be called safe others extra hazardous the chances averaged and added to the profit or gain of that industry for an extra hazardous industry must in general afford a higher average of profit in order to induce men to engage in it it is folly to take a risk without ascertaining its degree so far as a general experience enables one to choose but in as much and in as far as the gains and losses fall unequally upon different individuals income depends on chance other chances artificial and avoidable two the essence of gambling 
is the attempt to gain by taking chances that are not the unavoidable incidents of productive enterprise the chance just enumerated are not sought but avoided as far as possible yet they must be borne by someone and the burden must be distributed throughout the society there are unquestionably many kinds of chance taking which differ from these in economic and therefore in moral quality but it has taxed the ingenuity of philosophers to lay down an abstract definition of gambling that would permit ready and certain distinction in practice between gambling and legitimate chance taking typical gambling is the transfer of wealth on the outcome of the events absolutely unpredictable so far as the two gamblers are concerned examples are the shaking of an unloaded dice or the honest dealing of a pack of cards there can be no doubt of the entire lack of productive economic basis in the betting on prices carried on in so-called bucket shops by ignorant persons having no connection with the market of real things and seeking to get something for nothing as a result of mere chance cheating and gambling cheating is not a necessary mark of gambling although the cruder kinds of dishonesty such as the loading of a dice or the collusion of horse owners or of horse jockeys to deceive the betting public are so common that they seem often to be its essential feature gamblers recognize fair as opposed to unfair methods fair gambling is a kind of minor morality within the immoral field of gambling like the honor found among thieves gambling bears somewhat the same relation to legitimate chance taking that play does to labor the chance taking in gambling has no useful purpose or result outside itself the gamblers constitute themselves as a little fictitious economic circle and they transfer gains and losses on the turn of events that have no practical objective result within their circle except to determine the direction of the transfer various cases of a mixed nature partisan bets 3 legitimate forms of chance or risk taking shade off into illegitimate forms or gambling ranging between the extremes of legitimate risk taking of gambling are a number of cases of mixed nature the bets made on college games races and contests differ from the ordinary bets only in the added feature of a so-called college loyalty a travesty on the real sentiment these college gambling contracts are supposed according to a mode of reasoning found also among primitive people to exercise a subtle and irresistible influence upon the result a crew that enters the race with the odds against it is unnerved and undone thinks the patriotic collegian knowledge and skill affecting the result in nearly all wagers judgment in some degree influences the choice of sides one man bets on a horse whose pedigree and performance he knows thoroughly another judges by the horse's appearance as it seems upon the track the professional bookmakers have the latest possible and most exact information on which to base their bets in the bets made on one's own prowess as on speed in running or rowing or in playing cards wherein also the element of pure chance is mingled the chance taking is still far over on the uneconomic side of the border line the running is for the sake of the wager not for a useful purpose a premium won by a runner for speed 
in delivering a message of economic importance is in striking contrast to the winnings in a wager finally the very borderline of difficulty is reached in the purchase and sale of goods in the market where the view of profiting by chance changes in price land speculation the purchasing and holding of lumber grain cattle and other tangible and useful things must be judged liberally the quality of gambling depends somewhat on the motive as well as on the ability of the actor the enterpriser dealing with real wealth and fitted to take the risk both because of his resources and of his exceptional knowledge needs the motive of gain and in a sense can be said to earn socially what he gets the motive of the uninformed must be a blind trust in luck and a hope to gain from a rise in prices which they are quite unable to foresee or rationally to explain gambling an economic loss to society for in its relation to value a bet or wager is the exchange of the chance of loss for the chance of gain involving a social loss even when fairest the average results of such an exchange must be unfavorable to society one person loses a part of his income that gratifies relatively urgent wants another gains something that gratifies only less urgent wants than were represented by the sum he risked the area that is subtracted from the loser's psychic income is larger than the area added to the winner's psychic income the result would be different on the impossible condition that it were always the poorer man that gained and the richer one that lost betting when does not produce wealth it merely transfers ownership in a way that reduces the total want gratifying power of wealth the effects that gambling and betting have upon character are still more important and dangerous than their effects upon income motives of economic activity are reduced energy is diverted from the productive enterprise society is demoralized through dishonesty of men intoxicated by gambling speculation and embezzlement occur and there is reduction of both production and of enjoyment in society these things can be reasoned out with mathematical certainty by means of the law of marginal utility insurance as a wager insurance is in outer form a bet but its essential purpose is the useful one of equalizing and eliminating chance in its early form insurance was a bet made by a ship owner to protect his cargo from loss the chance of loss in shipping was even greater in the middle ages than now and it became customary for the ship owner to bet with a wealthy man that the ship would not return if it did come back the owner would afford to pay the bet if it did not he won his bet and thus recovered a part of his loss it was what is called today a hedge that is one bet made to neutralize or offset another this gave to the smaller merchant the advantage of distributing his losses over a number of voyages as was done by the owner of many vessels antonio the wealthy merchant is made thus to express his security my ventures are not in the bottom trusted nor to one place nor is my whole estate upon the fortune of this present year therefore my merchandise makes me not sad gradually 
there came about a specialization of risk-taking by men most able to bear it they could tell by experience about what was the degree of uncertainty and could lay their wages accordingly when several insurers were in the same business competition forced them to insure the vessel and cargo of the ordinary trader for something near the percentage of risk involved the insurance thus tended to become a mutual protection to the ship owners what had to be paid in premiums to cover risk came to be counted as a part of the cost carrying on that business insurance as mutual protection modern insurance is mutual in nearly every case the total premiums equal to the total losses plus operating expenses the interest on the reserve of premiums counting as a part of the premium each one gets protection for the loss of his property in return for the payment of a sum that will cover the losses on others property such an exchange is a profitable one the premium comes from marginal income the loss of house or property would fall upon the parts of income having higher marginal utility the less urgent wants of the present are sacrificed in order to protect the income that gratifies more urgent wants of the future in insurance each party gives a smaller utility for a greater each has a margin of advantage while the greater certainty in business stimulates efforts and rewards it this is quite the opposite of working of betting and gambling conditions of sound insurance to be economically sound insurance must have to do with real productive agents and with somewhat regular ascertainable events beyond the control of the insured the difficulties that arise in the case of fire insurance are due largely to the failure to meet these requirements when the insured sets fire to his own building fire insurance ceases to be a legitimate thing constant efforts are made by insurance companies to guard against these moral risks the least calculable of any merchants whose stocks have been mysteriously burned two or three times find difficulty in getting insured in life insurance it was the custom formerly to refuse to pay death losses in the case of suicide but now that condition is attacked only for the first two or three years it's being reasonable to suppose that no man would plan suicide years in advance death by one's own hand some years after taking life insurance is regarded as coming under the ordinary rule of chance section 2 the speculator as a risk taker an element of speculation in all businesses 1 every enterpriser is to some extent specializing as a risk taker this familiar idea may be taken as a starting point in discussing speculation in its broadest sense speculation means to look into things to examine attentively study deeply contemplate meditate in a business sense the speculator is one who studies carefully the conditions and the chances of a change of prices hence arises the thought that speculation is connected with chance the enterpriser can estimate these chances better than most men he stands on a hilltop sweeping the horizon and can see further than the working man can he relieves the other agents of part of the risk and he insures both laborer and capitalist against future fluctuations of prices 
some of the profits of successful enterprise in countries where no system of regular insurance has grown up and in certain lines where no insurance is possible are speculative gains of this sort offsetting them however in large measures are the speculative losses by which in many cases the investment has been swept away altogether the cautious businessman tries to reduce chance as much as possible by insurance and to confine his thought and worry to the parts of the productive process where his ability counts in the result the wise have found out that it is better to shift the risk to some specialist who can take it better than they for a man has his thought and effort concentrated on running a flour mill it is foolish to take the risk of fire or loss in shipment of a rise in the price of grain needed to fill outstanding orders it is as foolish as it would be for him to make his own machinery insurance being the economical way to cover risk the reckless will in long run be eliminated from the ranks of enterprises specialization of risk taking 2 in some lines the risk of marketing and carrying large stocks becomes highly specialized so that ordinary enterprises shifted to a small group of risk takers in buying and selling large quantities of produce there is required the closest and most exclusive attention of a small group of men the marketing of some staple products requires the most minute acquaintance with world conditions to foretell the price of wheat one must know the rainfall in india the condition of the crop in argentina must be in touch as nearly as possible with every unit of supply that will come into the market such knowledge is sought by great produce spectators in central markets if all means of communication telegraph cables mails are open to all competition among these speculators becomes intense and the result is the extremest efficiency their survival depends on the development of acute insight into market conditions it is the testimony of expert witnesses and of writers in the report of the industrial commission that the margin at which farm produce is sold has fallen greatly in the last few years these products are marketed along the lines of least resistance that is of the greatest economy the function of the commercial specialists is to foresee the markets and to ship to the best place at the right time in the right quantities if a product shipped to liverpool will by the time it arrives there be worth more in hamburg there is a loss such difficult decisions can be made best by a small group of men selected by competition when handling actual products they perform a real economic service produce speculators as insurers source of legitimate speculators gain 3 even some mere speculators on the produce markets may and do at times perform a productive service as risk takers many of the speculators in staples wheat corn wool rarely handle the material things the real products they make it their business to study the world conditions to foresee prices and in a sense to bet upon them regular merchants buy and sell fictitious products of these men when a miller buys 10000 bushels of wheat 
that will remain in the mill three months before they are marketed as actual flour he at the same time sells that number of bushels to a speculator for future delivery or selling flour for future delivery the miller buys a future in wheat in either case he cancels the chance of loss or gain giving up the chance of profit in the rise of wheat in exchange for protection from the loss of the product on his hands to him this is legitimate insurance for he is striving not to create an artificial risk but like the medieval ship owners to neutralize one that is inseparable from the ordinary conditions of his business one may ask how if the miller in the long run benefits can the speculator gain he does not intend to perform this service for nothing yet as the sales in the whole market equal the purchases some say that there can be no profits to the speculator there are unsuccessful speculators and at any rate their losses go to the successful as a sort of gambling profit speculators do not dine entirely on lambs they are anthropophagus but further the sales to legitimate purchases should net a gain to the abler speculator in proportion as his estimates are correct there will remain a regular slight margin of profit to him if he agrees to sell wheat at 85 cents to be delivered in 3 months he expects it to be a little less at that time in the long run the able speculator probably buys at a little less and sells at a little more than the price really proves to be this means that the merchants in the long run pay something for protection against changes in prices just as they pay something for insurance and yet this is the cheapest way to eliminate risk and a man engaged on a large scale in milling is it is said at a disadvantage if he neglects this method of marginal buying ignorant and dishonest speculation for the buying of margins by the lambs is simple betting and much manipulation of the market is dishonest what has been described in the most legitimate phase of marginal buying not its darkest aspect one who has no special opportunities to know the market buys or sells wheat or other commodities or securities on a margin is called a lamb he is simply betting he has no unusual skill he cannot foresee the result the commission paid to brokers loads the dice slightly the opportunities of the larger dealer of anticipating information load the dice heavily against the lambs secret combinations and all kinds of false rumors cause fluctuations large enough to use up the margins of the small speculator at times a number of powerful dealers unite to cause an artificially high or low price a situation called a corner but this is little other than gambling between bettors the general public gains and loses little if any of these operations except in evil effects they entail socially section 3 promoters and trustees profits the promoter's service to the owners the promoter of trusts performs in some ways a substantial economic service a promoter is one who undertakes to convert a number of unrelated factories or establishments into a trust or combination 
he gets options on different factories that is the right to buy them at an agreed price with certain time limits he gets some banking house to underwrite the combination that is to agree to dispose of a number of shares to the investing public a certain number of shares go to the owners a certain number of the banking house for its service in underwriting and a substantial number it may be 10 or 20% of the enormous capitalization to the promoter itself this is payment for his ability to water the stock successfully to capitalize it for more than its former value evidently the owner thinks he earns the money or they would not pay him so far as there are economic advantages in large production and in as much as there is always a friction in the forming of new industrial agreements there is real social service performed by the promoter the gains of the promoter are in part the legitimate price of the progress the loss of the investors two large part of the profits of promoter and of owners is unfairly taken from the investor the larger modern business is less and less attached to particular neighborhoods a much smaller proportion of investments is made in industries which the investor itself can control or even see in operation business therefore in these days is done largely on faith in other men especially the investor takes great chances the prospectus announcing a reorganization is frequently misleading it frequently misrepresents the sources of income and the probable dividends conceals essential facts and makes misleading statements the capitalization often is absurdly high compared with the value of different establishments in one case 8 million dollars of stock were issued to represent factories whose combined value had been 500000 dollars so far as the capitalization is based on the increased profits due to the monopoly power the profits of reorganization are taken out of the pockets of the public but in fact even monopoly earnings cannot support such valuations and from the outset if fair dividends are paid they are falsely paid out of capital not out of earnings with the approach of bad times there must be a suspension of dividends a fall in the value of securities and a loss falling upon the investors such practices are a serious evil for the stability of industry depends on the opening up of opportunities for the safe investment to the average man the speculating trustee 3 corporation officers and trustees speculating in the stocks of their own companies are reaping illegitimate gains it is recognized by the public sentiment and in law that for the public officials to let contracts to themselves is bad morals and a bad public policy it is the duty of the legislators not to make laws for companies in which they are interested one of the greatest scandals in american public life the credit mobilier affair was caused by the acceptance of the members of the congress virtually as a gift of shares in a company that was seeking favorable legislation such action might be looked upon as a sort of industrial treason comparable to the old form of political treason corporation officers are in a position of public trust toward the investors quite comparable to that of the government officers 
toward the citizens the power of directors and of other officers to manipulate earnings and dividends and thus to affect the market value of the stock leaves the investing public helpless the practice by officials in great corporations of speculating in their own stocks whose prices they can manipulate is so common as scarcely to attract comment large fortunes result from this betrayal of trust imposed by the shareholders this is not legitimate speculation it is like loading the dice pulling the horse dragging the pugilist things despised and condemned even in gambling and sporting circles two types of speculation it appears therefore that in the complex conditions of modern business there is a legitimate concentration of risk in the more capable hands but also the growth of opportunities for illegitimate speculation and for large dishonest gains that were not possible before these two types of speculation should be distinguished as far as possible in thought and in practice but this is not easy in concrete instances which vary almost indistinguishably from the clear case of honest earnings to the other extreme of illegitimate gains end of chapter 36 recording by lambda